Claire, this is our last episode of the season. I can't believe it, but we're ending on a high note. In all senses. Hello, and welcome to One More Chapter, a podcast where we've been talking about books that moved us for better or worse. I'm Clara. And I'm Claire. And we're your hosts. Today, we are discussing Age of Vice by Deepti Kapoor, a book about the corrupting power of money and privilege. Yeah, I mean, this is about vices in general. We have drugs, we have sex, we have alcohol, we have career aspirations, acceptance. A vice in itself. I know. <laughs> you know, this is definitely about vices. And we loved it. So let's talk about the publisher's summary, which is a bit lengthy because it tries to pack all of the plot, which is substantial, mm-hmm. into a few paragraphs. But we'll only read a couple of them just to save you from a too long monologue. Deftly shifting through time and perspective in contemporary India, Age of Vice is an epic, action-packed story propelled by the seductive wealth, startling corruption, and bloodthirsty violence of the Wadia family. Loved by some, loathed by others, feared by all. In the shadow of lavish estates, extravagant parties, predatory business deals, and calculated political influence, three lives become dangerously intertwined. Ajay is a watchful servant born into poverty who rises through the family's ranks. Sunny is the playboy heir who dreams of outshining his father, whatever the cost. Aneda is the curious journalist caught between morality and desire. Against a sweeping plot fueled by loss, pleasure, greed, yearning, violence, and revenge, will these characters' connections become a path to escape or a trigger of further destruction? It's good. Yeah, it's a good summary. It is a good summary. So, what do we think? I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. After reading it, I feel like the book packs a lot of plot into the book by via its three main characters and. Not to be pedantic, but the fourth main character, which is contemporary India, India trying to leave behind the mm-hmm. shadow of British imperialism. Yeah, definitely agree. I love this summary, and I really loved the sentence, this is binge-worthy entertainment at its literary best, because this book is long. Yeah, it's, it's like 100-plus like, pages. Yes, but it is so bingeable. It is. Like, we both read it so quickly. Yeah. And it's not just because we were running against the clock to finish it for this episode. That was part of it. Yes. But I think even if we weren't recording this, we both would have finished it in just a few days. Because it's just, it's so well written. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it transports you. It really does. It's so good. Do recommend. Yes. So how did we come into this book? I mean, I have read, so this book just came out. It came out in January of 2023. And I had read really positive initial criticism about Age of Vice in the last few months. And Mm -hmm. it seemed a lot like the kind of book I'd enjoy. You know, it takes place over the course of several years, deep character development, a strong sense of setting. Mm -hmm. So I was really looking forward to it. It felt a little, it felt like it would be like very Donna Mm -hmm. Tartt-ish in like a Goldfinch kind of situation. And I think it was. Yeah, fully agree. And this book, I could not escape it, actually. It was marketed to me on my Kindle. Like, even as I was reading it, they were still like, have you read this? And I was like, ma'am, I'm reading it right now. AI is here to take our jobs. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, chat, GPT, do less. So I was excited to read this one because, you know, everybody, and by everybody, I mean my Kindle. Yeah, that's everybody. you You should read it. 
All right. Do you want to talk about the author? Yes. So Deepta Kapoor is an Indian author and journalist, and Age of Vice is her second book after her first, A Bad Character, was published published in 2015. I have not read A Bad Character. Neither have I. But I probably will after no. this because I loved her writing style so much. So like Ajay, Kapoor grew up in northern India. Mm-hmm. And like Nada, she worked as a journalist in New Delhi for several years before moving to Goa. Again, like Ajay, although I imagine their living situations quite differed. Mm-hmm. And then Portugal, where she currently lives with her husband. And, you know, based on a few interviews I've read, Kapoor appears to have had a very turbulent relationship mm-hmm. in her 20s and a kind of wild life, mm-hmm. much like the one we are shown mm-hmm. um, between Sunny and Nada. Yes. And Kapoor's relationship ended in tragedy and kind of prompted her to turn her life around wow. in her like late 20s, early 30s. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's lots of similarities between, you know, the author herself and this book. Which is, I think, why it resonates so deeply. Yeah. Because she knows what she's talking about. Yes, exactly. Wow. Spoiler break. All right. Let's do the spoiler break because we are going to be talking about this book in its entirety. So if you do not want spoilers, this is your sign to hit stop and come back. So three. Two. One. All right. Should we do the book summary? So this book is 500 pages. I tried really, really hard. I think you did a good job. Um, To not make it. Because otherwise we'd be listening. You would be listening to this for like five hours. Yeah. But but this is this will only be like two minutes. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. So when the book opens up, we meet Ajay. He's an impoverished young boy living in Uttar Pradesh. That's called Up throughout this book. UP, I think. Is a state in northern India. Ajay is desperately poor. After he accidentally allows his family's goat to eat from a neighbor's yard, his father is killed, his sister is sold into prostitution, and Ajay himself is sold into child slavery. Hansel and Gretel wish. (laughs) I know. Just rough. I know. It's like, woo. Luckily, I don't know if that's the right word to use here, but luckily, the family that Ajay ends up with is at least decent to him um, and helps to educate him, but they obviously don't pay either Ajay or his family for his labor. Mm -hmm. So after Ajay's enslaver dies, suddenly he goes to work in a backpacker cafe where he meets Sunny Wadia, a wealthy young man who takes a liking to Ajay for his skill at service and his general deference to Sunny and his crew. Sunny ends up hiring Ajay full-time to work for him as a valet, and Ajay becomes a token Wadia family member, a.k.a. part of the most powerful and formidable family in mm-hmm. India. While working for Sane, Ajay is trained in martial arts and shooting in order per- to protect his boss. Ajay is like really good at this and becomes kind of a secret ninja warrior who can kill people with his bare hands. Yeah, it's heartening to see. Like, wow. So, Sunny is India's favorite playboy. He soon meets the journalist Netta, our third main character. Netta is drawn to Sunny's despite warnings from her boss at the newspaper where she works. And soon they begin a whirlwind love, lust. Love. Love love is accurate. Yeah, affair involving a lot of fancy hotels and restaurants. And I was not mad at that. (laughs) So from there, the book begins to rapidly expand. Both Ajay and Netta learn that the Wadia family is rotten to its core. And Sunny, in his lifelong quest for his father's acceptance, begins to spiral in increasingly dangerous ways. Sunny's ongoing benders lead to a horrific car crash that kills four people. Ajay, Sunny's loyal servant, takes the fall for the crash and ends up in jail. 
Netta is paid off and shipped off to London by the Wadia family, where she finds out she's pregnant and she's duped into having an abortion by the Wadia cronies. And Sonny himself is embraced by the senior leaders of the Wadia regime, but that only makes Sonny more depressed and self-destructive. As the book continues, with each character grappling with their respective fates and the fate of India itself— At the end of the book, Sonny has been kidnapped and released, and he's at his own wedding, while simultaneously appearing to have hit rock bottom by this point. We hope. I don't know. The basement seems to be, like, non-existent for this man. The wedding ends with the assassination of Sonny's father, clearing the way for book two in what will be a three-part book series. Yes. So, what did we like? For a second, I was scared that I wouldn't finish Age of Ice in time to record this episode because it is honestly like a reasonably dense book and quite lengthy at about 540 pages. But I devoured it, Mm -hmm. honestly. I also thought the characters were just immaculately developed and layered and the social, economic, and class differences between them were so expertly explored. Mm -hmm. The relationships, just Sonny's with his father, with Netta, with Ajay. I really enjoyed Netta and Sonny's dynamic, actually, because her family is clearly just old guard, Indian, intellectual, academic, Mm -hmm. and elite from way back, a.k.a. before Indian independence in 1947, whereas the Wadias are new money, taking Mm -hmm. advantage of the inevitable chaos and power vacuum caused by a regime change, and they have kind of been buying their way into power on the back rooms of society. Mm -hmm. So even though Sunny is so much richer than Netta in monetary terms, Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever see her feeling inferior to him. Uncomfortable, yes, because his circle is different from hers, but not inferior. And I thought that was really interesting to explore just the differences between class and wealth. And Yes. If anything, Sunny feels inferior to Netta. Remember that like beautiful exchange they have about her car? Yes. And how she's like able to drive this kind of like podunk car anywhere and people still you know, take her seriously. Yes. And Sonny feels like he needs to kind of perform wealth in order yeah. to be taken he seriously. Needs all of his accoutrements of money in order to be respected. Right. Whereas and she has history and heritage to yeah. back her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. definitely like old money versus like nouveau riche. Yeah. And I agree. I think that this was such a beautifully written book. Oh my gosh. I found the characters to be so real and believable. And like, for example, Sonny, you know, he's not the most likable character, mm-hmm. but, and I feel like any other author kind of would have fumbled the nuance of his story but Kapoor writes him in a way where you're like empathizing him even while you're side-eyeing him like he is like blacked out in a like shower he's like spiraling he gets Mm -hmm. violent at some point but you're still like I get it. Like, I understand why we're here. Yeah, we're sympathetic towards him yeah. the entire time. Right. Despite him being an asshole. Yeah. 90% of this I know. Book. But we we get it. It was just, it, this was a very near perfect book. I know. It's such a good note to end the it podcast is. on. It is. Okay, what did, what did you hate? I mean, nothing. I honestly didn't hate any part of this book. I mean, I was generally very on edge the entire time mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, reading it mm-hmm. because— as we discussed, but it's it's not a fun feeling, but it added to the experience of the world that Kapoor built for us. Mm-hmm. Just the whole time, all I could think of was, how are these people still alive? Because they're plying themselves with drugs and just the most unhealthy habits imaginable. Just, I was like, why doesn't anyone care enough about Sunny to take this man to rehab? Yes. I felt really sad for the characters and generally thought they were hanging on to life by a single, very thin thread. 
but that's to Kapoor's credit for making me feel so strongly for yes. her characters. The only thing that I had like a second little thought of, um, just for a second, I thought the ending of the book was a bit abrupt. Mm-hmm. But upon a bit of sleuthing, aka a single Google search, we discovered that this was actually part of a trilogy, which is not something we knew mm-hmm. while reading the book. We only found out after we finished it. And then the ending made a whole lot more sense because yeah. for a second, it was just like, oh, this is this is the resolution after everything. This is how it ends. But I'm very excited to see how Kapoor will continue the yes. story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I originally had nothing, but then I thought about it and I do have a couple of critiques. Mm-hmm. And it is with the last 200 or so pages. Okay. Up until that moment, maybe actually, maybe the last 100 or so pages. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a pretty perfect book. This is my issue. So at the end of the book, the decision to introduce a very significant character at the tail end of the book, I thought was kind of weird. The kidnapper? Is that the significant? Yeah. Yeah. The kidnapper um, who ultimately ends up killing the Wadia man with the gun. Eli. Yes. The one who trained Ajay in like self-defense right. and, and martial then, arts. Yeah. So I just thought the decision to introduce him was kind of weird because every other character in the book had a very nuanced, slow build that you learned about for like the first 400 pages. Mm-hmm. Then the author kind of introduces this new character with three chapters of him telling his own life story. It's long. It's it's a, it's, long. It was longer than I expected it to be. And it just kind of fell out of place and rushed because no other character had been introduced in that way where it like it was always kind of this like slow build. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I didn't like, and this again was in the last 100 or so pages, was the second kidnapper story, the one who ended up getting murdered. So he says that he kidnapped Sonny because Sonny ruined his life because his community got so much money from Sonny's family when they bought their farmland and then they all and then the community wasted all the money. So the storyline kind of gave me a uh because it reinforced what I think is a super elitist, kind of false right-wing narrative that if you give poor people money, they're just going to waste it and end up poor again. Mm. So if Books Could Kill actually recently did a really awesome episode, this is another book podcast that you should be listening to, when they talked about their book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm going to summarize it and basically say that giving impoverished people access to more monetary resources is statistically a good thing, not a bad thing. So the reason that this narrative kind of raised my eyebrows, because up until that point, I thought the author did a brilliant job exploring wealth inequalities in India. But then she was sort of like, yeah, but if you give the people living in the slums money, they're just going to waste it on. And I thought, okay, like that was like a weird kind of departure from everything we have been reading. So I personally thought that the book should have ended with Sunny getting kidnapped in the tunnel. And then we would be introduced to all these new characters kind of slowly the way Kapoor did with our three leads. And then and then have the wedding get more introduced to Sunny's new wife, who I thought was, she seemed like really interesting. Like she, I mean, I think we're going to. We're going to. But in like, the second book, yeah. there's no way that's not explored I know. more. It has to be. So I think that was, again, that's, yeah. Those were kind of my two issues because they just, both of them felt very out of left field. And I was also like, this isn't right. Like this isn't even what you think as the author. I mean, I think, I totally get your point. I think, the rich dad, poor dad scenario and the whole giving poor people money, I think it's more coming from the government, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like the whole handouts right. thing, yes. right? That's what people have this 
preconception against, right. which I completely agree with you. But I think here, it's not the government, right? It's people, it's private enterprises making, because essentially they were forced to take this money right. for their land that was going to be taken anyways and being right. forced into taking a predatory amount of money by a private company for something that's going to make this private company just millions and millions right. more than was given to the initial owners yes. without building any sort of infrastructure or support. Yes. And I think that's what the author talks about leading up to this. But then that little anecdote still put all of the blame on the people who received the money. Like the whole anecdote about like, oh my gosh, like my brother ended up yeah. getting killed. He got his car like stuck between two buildings. Like it shifted the blame because leading up to that, it was all about like how these companies are benefiting from these predatory payments. Yeah. But then we did like a 180 and it was like, well, they're going to just waste the money anyway. Like, do oh, you see how these people like— yeah. I was like, why are we bla why are we now shifting the narrative? And it's not even true that these impoverished people are gonna waste all their money on drugs and cars yeah. and mansions. So I didn't I didn't see it as the author blaming these people who took the money at all. I saw it as part of the cost of allowing families like the Wadias to control infrastructure and to control development right. and like the economy. Like for me, I did not interpret it as the the impoverished people blaming like being to blame for right. it. Yeah. I just felt like she did a better job of explaining the nuance. Like with the little babies that get killed when they're tearing down the— Oh, my God, that was so sad. You know, like, I just—and then this one, it just—that whole, like, when Sunny was being kidnapped, that whole thing, it, like, almost felt like it was, like, written by someone else. I was like, why are we having, like, 40 pages of this man's life story? I think it was, I like, representative of just, like, the cost, again, of yeah. having the Wadias and families right. like them— control so much. Yes, which I think will be good for book two. Yeah, because this man is still alive, too. Yeah. The kidnapper. Yes, he is, yeah. So I think maybe he'll also have a bigger role. Well, yeah, he definitely will, which is why I was like, I just, I don't need to see him right now. I don't need to meet him and know his life story and that weird thing about, like, the mist and the girl in the forest. I was just confused. That was interesting, um, yeah. Like, I just want, like, I, I just felt like we got such compassionate, slowly building characters. And then we yeah. just like got this guy and it was like, okay, hi. Yeah, it felt slightly magical realism almost. Um, At the tail being, end. Yeah, well, while he was doing his little bio. And I was just like, I, for a 500-page book, like I, I was like losing stamina to like be introduced to this volume of a human. I think a lot of the things that we were maybe confused about in book one will become yeah. clear. In book, in book two, two, which we're, I mean, obviously, we're both going to read it. Oh, my like God. Like, the second it comes out. Yes. She's working on it as we speak. Yes. Because I just need more. And I, yeah, I need to know who this guy is more so than him telling his own story. I agree. He implied that, like, Bundy was not Sonny's dad. Right. Yes, he did. That it was, like, his uncle, who's yeah. Vicky, who's his actual dad. Yes, exactly. Which was interesting. And I think we'll get a resolution to that yes. in book two It was very three. Star Wars. Very. I am your father. Exactly like that. Same thing. <laughs> the other thing, though, that they mentioned, though, at the end was um, the movie Requiem for a Dream, because I could not not think about that movie reading this. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've, I've actively avoided it. I'm very much an if say no to drugs. Like, I am, remember that little dog 
from elementary school. You might be too young, but there was like a dog that was like, like Mr. McGruff. Apart. Yes, thank you. And he tells you to say <laughs> no to drugs. Like um, I am that dog. Oh no, I was um, part of the dare. Okay, okay, yes, generation, yeah. which yeah. is bad. Like the dare, you know, we don't talk about dare. We don't talk about. Yeah, but, but I'm like always like. So all of the drugs in this book, I was like, that is bad. I know. You were so naughty. I know. I felt similarly, and it, it kills me every time that they like, were like cutting up lines. I was just like, oh no. Yeah, I was like, no, no. Not I, again. I like put on my little nun hat, and I was like, oh boy. Boys and girls now. This is bad. Our little pilgrim belts. It's like, oh no. I know. Rethink this, please. Even the smoking. I was like scandalized. Oh my God. I was like, I was honestly thinking about the dry cleaning bills for these people oh because just all of their clothes must and they stink of smoke. Yeah, I was like, your lungs. That's definitely the most important part of this book. Yes. Just the dry cleaning pill. <laughs> but let's talk about why the book's popular. Yeah. So I think we've covered a lot of the reasons yes. why we think so. But generally, I, I believe that people are always interested in kind of the corrosive qualities mm-hmm. of money and power in families and in society at large. Because, I mean, you can connect the seeking of wealth and influence always vis-a-vis the exploitation of the poor and the working class to almost every event, every tragedy that takes place in Age of Ice. Mm-hmm, like everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything is caused by the Wadia's just search yes. for influence. And I mean, most of us are not moving in these circles, but it's fascinating in a Mm -hmm. kind of a car crash sort of way to see it play out in such well-drawn fictional, but very believable characters. Yeah, definitely. It had like this book had a lot of like that sort of voyeurism of like taking a look into the lives of the rich and like Sonny's like hotel suites and his dinners and his parties. It was like, whoa, this is cool. But then at the same time, you were like, also, you had to reconcile with at what cost. Yeah, it wasn't some, appealing to me. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't I don't want this. You don't want to be Netta? I don't want to be. Absolutely not. That that girl is traumatized for life. Poor thing. For life. Poor thing. All right, we had to do our Kiss, Mary, Kill. Our favorite part. <laughs> I like how no matter how deep a book is, we're just like, okay, Kiss, Mary, Kill. <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> so if we focused on our main characters, I would say mm-hmm. Kiss, Netta, Mary, Ajay, Kill, Sunny. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like Sonny is so unhappy and he'd be such a drag to have around because he doesn't think of having, think of himself as having any sort of future. He brings just a very dark sort of energy to whatever room and scene he's in. Mm-hmm. Ajay and Netta, I have a little bit more hope for, mm-hmm. whether warranted or not. Like, I, I feel like they can get out of the hole that has been yes. dug for them. I think that I completely agree. We have the same Kiss, Mary Kill, which no. is, I don't know if that's ever happened. It's un- unprecedented. Because I fully agree. Sonny just sucked the energy out of the room. Like, his sorrow and self-loathing, like, <gasps> literally, like, leapt off the page. It did, which, such a good writer. I mean, so good. So, which actually brings us to the point that made us gasp. And it was for me, when Netta and Sonny were at the beach, and you could just At the feel... end, they were, like, in, were they in Goa? Mm-hmm. And, like, Sonny... He was just like so sad, so sad, and like so he, bloated and so sad. So he had his coke bloat. He was like in a dark place, and Netta was just sort of like, "What the hell?" No, that's rough. It was a lot. But then also when a- when Ajay would like just go ham. I know because he was so deferential and sweet. 
and quiet. And then just out of the blue, he was like, you know what? I'm going to have to kill you now with my hand. With my bare hands. Like, he was like, I have a rage inside of me and I'm choosing this very moment to, to let like, it out. bust it out. Yeah. And it was always very effective and precise. And then he was like, back to sweet Ajay. Mm-hmm. Until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. Because he developed a little drug problem he when did, he was forced when he went to, to jail. Yes. He was forced to go to, and he saw horrible. Speaking of, that's my gas moment. Oh, okay. I mean, I was definitely on the edge of my seat this entire read, not because this is a thriller, because it was not, but because I couldn't believe that these people were still alive despite everything that they were putting their minds and their bodies through. I was no. like, man, this would have killed me a long, long time ago. Time. My main surprise, though, which it honestly should not have been, but it was Sunny making Ajay take the hit for the car crash that killed that pregnant woman and derailed everyone's lives even further, especially Ajay's. Like, that that broke me a little, be- a little bit because Ajay was sent to jail to... Just for a crime that he did not commit. Did not. And it was like, there was no conversation No, about it wasn't. It. There wasn't. He Sunny just did it. gave him the bottle of whiskey and said, and it was just drink implied. this. And you will be the drunk driver that killed this family, even though like you weren't, but you will do this for me because you are my servant and that is expected of you. It was not a conversation. Mm -mm. And and Ajay does this kind of without question. Without question. Goes to jail and develops a little addiction of his own while Mm -hmm. in jail. And it's just like so fucked up the entire time. And then this... This killed me because then when Sonny wakes up a few days later, he asks about his friend, his kind of like frenemy yes. competition. And he asks about Netta, mm-hmm. but he doesn't even ask about Ajay. I know. I know. He, even though he, he sent him to jail. Yeah, intentionally. He yes. is paying for the Wadi's crimes yes. in jail. In a, in a horrible, I mean, the jail is horrible. It does not give good vibes. No. I mean, when he's there for... A day, he has to like fend off a gang. Yeah, until they find out that he's like a wadi on that. Yeah, and, and then, then they start respecting quote, him. Quote protected, mm-hmm. which is like to what extent? Yeah, what yeah. cost? And I mean that whole crash scene when you actually find out what happens. That and then like Sunny also like punching Netta. I know she's like weeping and crying, and he's like, "You're performing um, grief," yeah, and punches her, yeah. Also to, like, make her unconscious. So yeah. And, like, put her in the back of his car. And ship her off to London. Ugh. And that he doesn't know that he's that she's pregnant. Well, she doesn't know either. Yeah. She finds out later. Yeah. It's it, just, like, it's all such, yeah. such a trip. Yeah. It's yeah. rough. And it, it doesn't improve from there. No, it doesn't. It's a thing. Like, Netta's traumatized. She's barely living. Yeah. She's drinking a lot. A lot. Yeah, she's drinking. And then Sunny is, like... 90% cocaine and like, uh, I mean. 10% whiskey. Yeah. And then when he like pours tequila all over himself. Oh my God, I know. So close to an open flame. And he was just like, I mean, the man is suicidal. A hundred percent. And then on the day of his wedding. Oh, it's on his, on his wedding it's day. It's his wedding day. Yeah. And it's just, he has hit. Hopefully this is his rock bottom. I hope so. I feel like we might see more. I do too because his wife ends up giving him more drugs. His wife gives him what they describe as a heroic dose dose of MDMA. Okay, yes. And I don't know what that is. And he just leaves his body. He is not there. So that is a drug. Because I was like, what is it? That's like ecstasy. Oh. Basically. Okay. Yikes. Yes. Yikes. Yes. 
Okay, yeah. And he's just, he's not there. And then he's incredibly high when they yeah. kill his dad. When they just massacre his dad yeah, to with, a pile of meat, essentially. I know. But that's like tracked. There's no way he was going to be sober for that. Like, <laughs> You can't be sober for your dad's murder. Yeah, or ever, which or he whatever. ordered. BT. Oh, no, he actually didn't. He yeah. ordered his dad's arrest. Yes. Along with his friend, yes. Singh. Mm-hmm. Is his last name. I can't remember his first name. But they were just like, we need to get rid of our dads. Yeah. These two men who are like running India to the ground. Or running wow. the like working classes of India yes. to the ground, yes. not not their own buddies, but they were just like we need we need, we need a new generation of, of leaders. And it's like, a, is Sonny ready? Sonny is so not ready. I guess we're gonna find out. It's gonna be his wife. That's what I'm very interested to see. I know she like I didn't like her necessarily, but I did think she was a very interesting character, yeah. making the best out of her situation. Yeah, I mean, because she like immediately latched on to the dad, to Bundy, yeah, and was like, "Tell me what I need to do." I was like, "What do you want?" Yeah, and she was like, "You, I want to be you." That's so rough. You Our- could definitely see that there was going to be something there between like Bunty and um, Sunny's new wife, and um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, she's going to be not happy. Should we talk about how this is going to come to our TVs? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So FX has actually bought the rights to Age of Vice for a series. And I'm actually very excited because FX has, for the most part, a really good track record with kind of like darker themes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Fargo, The Americans, mm-hmm. like such good shows yes. that deal with like the underbelly of society. Yes, agreed. And Wait, was what- FX that show Nip Tuck? Yes. Okay. The OG Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Yes. I watched that show, Claire, when I was probably mm, 15 years old. Yeah. No, I w- had no business watching Should it when I binged it. Binged it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. No, yeah. So you're in Miami. Right. Based in oh, Miami. Yeah. And then later moved to LA. See? I watched this show like, like it was my job. Meanwhile, yeah. I was like, oh, we no. had no business whatsoever. No business. But FX is just perfect for this particular show. They're going to do a good job with it, I think. I think so, too. I'm hopeful. Yeah, because they're really good with these sort of dark, empty storylines. Yes. Okay, we have to get to the Goodreads groan. <sighs> My God. This is a crime of a rating. It's a cry for help. It's a testament to the fall of America. I agree. What what's a good what's the Goodreads rating, Claire? Tell 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 us. It is a three point six seven, which is criminal. Ajay would go to jail for this rating. Yeah, immediately. Ajay, you have to is. go back. He was out for the wedding and now he's gotta go back. I mean, I just don't understand. And I say this every time, but what what happened to literacy? What happened to taste? What happened to understanding right. a yes. plot? It's bad. And like people harped on the last 200 pages, which again, I also agree. Like it was random, but it was a setup for book two. Like, like, no, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to give this book one star because you just didn't like the last character. This is the lowest this book could be as a four. I agree. Because even if you did not know about the trilogy, even if there weren't a second and third book coming and you didn't like the last 150 pages, I think it's so magisterially done honestly for the first 400 that like they they overtake whatever complaints you could have about the kind of shifty characters it was just those characters like like the our three leads were still dazzling in those last pages agreed like being angry at the kind of weird monologue of that 
yeah, man. the kidnapper. It's like, okay, every book has a weird chapter. So true. You know? Yes. So like, but the rest of it, like, Sonny in his apartment at the end, like, just spiraling. Oh, my God. I know. And, like, the sandwich moment when Ajay was making the sandwich oh, yes. for Sonny. He was, like, telling the cooks they were making it wrong. Like, there were these just, like, beautiful moments of seeing people just, like, unraveling and, like, coming undone. Yeah. And to be like, and didn't like it. Oh my God. Nada and Sunny's phone call at oh, the end no, no, when like they you, haven't spoken like, in years. And he calls and he doesn't say anything, but she yeah. knows it's him because yeah. it's his wedding day and he's still obsessed with her. Yeah. And she blames him for like the loss of their child. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. It's Nada, that's gonna <laughs> spicy. That's gonna drag him down even further. <laughs> Girly. Keep it on. Keep it on. You just don't know what you just did. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This I I dissent. I I too dissent. I fully gave this a five. Yeah. Obviously. I think this one, yeah, I feel like I have to give this one a five too. Also, like it's my tro- first five. Oh my god. No. Was tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow not a five for you? No, it was like a four point <gasps> five. Because I freaking hated. What's her name? Stella? Sophie? Sadie. Sadie, sorry. Mm, okay. Yeah, I feel like such a lack of trust in an author after she gave you like perfect 400 pages. Like, trust that like there's a reason yes, for I, the interlude. There you know? is a reason. And that's the thing. I want to know what it is. And I think maybe that's why I was like so frustrated because I was like, either you need to just finish this, just why don't we just make it 2,000 pages or like let's just wait and put this in the next one. Yeah. But again... It was like a, a tiny section. A tiny section. It was maybe 40 pages when I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. And so, then we got back right back into Sunny's apartment. Back into it. And like, it made sense. It did. It did. It, I don't know. Anyway, you can give us better than a three stars and leave us a five star review. Apple, please. <laughs> yeah. And, Please leave us. I mean, like, we're this is our final episode. So, like, you can give us, like, an end of season. Like, wow, that was the best podcast I've ever listened to in my life. Serial mm-hmm. who? I don't know Cereal her. who? You can tell us how much her vocal fry has improved throughout the course of the podcast. Because yeah. we know that some people have strong thoughts about. I know. Strong opinions. Loosely The fry held. levels. Yeah, the fries <laughs> are How are the fry smalls. levels now? <laughs> but seriously thank you guys so much for listening for we our last you. 12 episodes and we are very excited to come back for season two in we a few months so excited we will see you soon and we might have some bonus episodes on our patreon yes throughout this hiatus true that's so, so true we forgot to mention the patreon which is yeah, you how can... bad we are at this i know we haven't learned Please, Where can please sign us? up. <laughs> please sign up on on our Patreon, and you can also follow us on One More Chapter, One More Chapter Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. And where can people find you, Claire? Um, you can find me, Clarabel CWB, on Instagram and TikTok. True. And where can they find you, Clara? At Color Me Loverly. Yes. Like, that's just Across if you search for that on any social media platform, you will probably find me. Yes, she's very Googleable. Oh, it's dangerous. Yes, she's a famous lady. <laughs> All right. Ta-ta. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>